Welcome to Pop Culture Ketchup. We make the good stuff better. Join us every week as we discuss movies, TV, and all the other things that make up the pop culture you care about. On this episode of Pop Culture Ketchup, we'll be discussing controversy of women and Battlefield 5, Morgan Freeman being accused of sexual assault, an update on Meghan Markle now that she's a royal, and after the news, an in-depth discussion on Solo, a Star Wars movie, including our spoiler-filled thoughts. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, welcome to This Week in Pop Culture Ketchup. Big news at our house, we have been invaded by carpenter ants. Oh yeah, it's been very fun. I have loved every minute of it. Yeah, they uh... Can you hear my heavy sarcasm? The main invasion has been around the toilet, which has been, which is really pleasant as you're using the restroom and there's ants all over the place. Yeah, and if you didn't know, carpenter ants have like wings they don't really fly, but they can fly, and so they're just kind of jumping Yeah, it's like around. the future queen ants looking for new places to go, and a, lot, and a lot of times they're followed by like an entourage of their ants. I like to think it's an entourage. I, you, were, you were thinking it's their babies, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know, but they're coming through this crack in the wall, like next to through the baseboards, and it's basically disgusting. So. Yeah, and then they're coming through a window in our office, too. So, it's it totally sucks. You know, I like to... Sometimes imagine we when we ended up getting these uh, little raid ant traps. Yeah, and now you're like making it like really sad. Well, <laughs> I just imagine them being, you know, taking the the little poisonous food. You know, I've brought you some dinner, my queen, for you, and and then and then and then they all die, and they're like, you're like. And then you're talking about how this one person is going to be, like, brutally accused or this ant for, like, poisoning the entire colony. And you're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Susan betrayed but, us all. But, yeah, I guess just a little background information on the, ant, on the ant control stuff. Like, I wasn't aware of how it worked until we were reading the box. But because uh, we, we both thought it was just going to be the ant goes in there is attracted to it and then they get like stick on sticky paper and just die in there. Which but, there are some traps that do that, but that's not the kind we got. Right, yeah, so this one, it's just some normal-looking food to ants, but it's poisoned. So they take it, and they take it back to the colony, and the queen and all the little babies eat it, and then they all die. Yeah, so, so <laughs> hopefully we'll just have a bunch of dead ant carcasses uh, in, stuck in our wall, and we hence, never have to see them again. Yeah, hence Sarah's really sad narrative of this ant being accused of bringing poison to the queen's table and killing everyone and, like, put on trial. <laughs> Oh, there won't be anyone left to be put on trial. <laughs> I keep telling, I keep saying, all I want in life is genocide. Uh, <laughs> genocide for the ant people. Uh, I, so, it's not that I, you know, want all of them to die. It's just they are taking over my territory. Yeah, just the other day there was a little uh, pill bug and I, you know, scooped it up on a piece of paper and put it outside. Yeah, we, we are very humane for the most part and... Unless it's these carpenter ants, and then you ask me to smash every single one in sight before you go in the bathroom. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it is. It's a hard <laughs> life, you know? And I'm glad that I I wasn't chosen to be a carpenter ant on this uh, earth. Maybe in your next life. Yeah. I, sometimes I, you know, I, I, I think maybe I'd be a good butterfly or something in my next life, but I don't think I want to be an insect at all in the next life. But, you know, okay, as far as, like, romantic goes, like, yeah. romantic lives, so I think you were asleep, but we were watching this documentary about, like, weird things in nature. Uh-huh. And, you know, like, the little lantern fish that, 
like in Finding the Nemo. One in Finding Nemo with the yeah, big teeth. Yeah, the, the big lantern, and they like, and it's in the like really deep in the ocean where it's dark. They see it and they're attracted. Then wow. Yeah. Earth. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's a fem- That's one of the female fish, and the male fish. They're like these little tiny looking guys that are like that are like a tenth of a size. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is when they find a female, they like latch on to her and like get into like the um and then like just live off of her like her the nutrients she gets like her bloodstream and stuff like that and start circulating through him and then her skin starts growing over his head and stuff like that and then basically he's kind of and she basically like envelops him as an organ and just like turns on the organ whenever she's ready to have babies so she like the eggs pass through and then like his sperm like come through like fertilize him and basically just like envelops him and makes him into an organ are you serious? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's... I don't know. So that's oh. maybe romantic. So they're like fused together forever. And otherwise it's kind of grotesque and awful sounding. Uh, <laughs> it's better than that one documentary we watched where the the spider... Remember the spider that like the the male went to all this work to have her pick him. And then once he did, she mated with him and then ate him. I don't remember that. It so was the... quite sad. Yeah. Uh, well, so anyway, we'll let you know how the ant stuff is going. Update on Stanley, though. Um, still making the same putter, putter, putter noise. Now the gas gauge doesn't work. Oh, yeah. The gas gauge, uh, it kind of works. It it catches up after Yeah, we should fill that up tonight. Yeah, it, ca- it catches up after a few days. So, like, we filled it up on Tuesday, and by Friday it still said it had a full tank. But then, you know, that evening it had gone back back down to like half a tank or you know what it should be so it just kind of lags a little bit so you i I don't know we might have to start writing down how many miles we've driven (laughs) so we know when we need to fill it up but anyway oh and the the check engine light went went on but then it went off so you know it's fine yeah we're good i'm (laughs) sure that doesn't i'm sure that means we're fine yeah i mean it didn't stay on yeah and then we were going to take it into the shop but since it's memorial day weekend everything's closed so yeah but anyway, I think, you know, we've now that we've gone into giving an update on Stanley, I think that means we're about ready to get to the news. Yeah. Um, what, what do you mean by that? I don't know. I just like they feel like as far as like interesting Stanley. conversation topics, we've gone to the about we've gone through the list when we're now giving an update on our car. Um, Stanley <laughs> is very interesting and he oh, is a part of our me. family that they deserve to hear about. Don't you agree? Yes. Anyway, I suppose we could move on. So, if it's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you want to kick off this first thing that we're talking about? Yeah, so this first story... So this first story, there's a big controversy regarding this game that's going to come out later called Battlefield Five, And so there was an initial announcement trailer that was released. And in the trailer, it, it featured prominently um, several females um, just, like, going through the battlefield and just, like, doing lots of, like, action hero type things. And... Naturally, as you could expect with the internet, it made lots of white males angry. Mm. And so the I pre- love white males. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I'm pretty. Like I'm pretty mellow. So. You're a good white male. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> better than most. <laughs> I'll put that on my business card. Endorsed endorsed by Sarah. I'm a good white male. Better than most. <laughs> could be on my tombstone too. But yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so it's made a lot of people angry, um, primarily those being the white males. But the reason they're angry is just they feel like it's not very authentic to the way Battlefield 2 is. Really? Or, sorry, not Battlefield 2, but World War 2. 
um, um, claiming that there was no woman involved in the war. And by putting it in here, this is just social justice warriors um, and their political correctness ruining their favorite franchise. And we were reading an article posted by The Verge that was talking about this, and they pointed out what's interesting about it, though, is there was there was a lot of women in World War II, and not just, like, the first, like, stereotypical thing you'd think of, of like, working in the nurse's mm-hmm. station, but, like, actually, like, on the front lines, like, there was, um, there was several snipers that were women, um, and there was an Air Force unit called the Night Witches, um, and as well as some snipers such as Nancy Wake, as well as... Lyudmila Pavlinchko. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Um, it's just unfamiliar to me, but but she's been hailed as the most uh, successful female sniper in history, and she participated in World War II. So clearly, there was huge involvement of women in World War II. It just hasn't been very well publicized, right? Uh, but yeah, so the article on the Verge pointed this out, and then also they went on to basically say, when has when has mo- have most games, in- including Battlefield the Battlefield series that, like, ever, like, tried to, like, say that they're being authentic. It's about, they, you know, just creating funny, fun experiences for their players. Right. Even so, they're still being stupid. Yeah, like, let's say there was no woman in World War II, which, I don't know, to me it seems like a big assumption to assume that there wasn't, because of course there was. Right. But let's just assume that there wasn't. And they were right that there isn't. Who, like... Who cares? Right? Like... Is it that big of a deal, right, that we have... That we have to make a huge deal about how they're not being historically accurate, which is not even true. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, how is it ruining their day? Any, I mean, and besides, like you're playing a first-person player. Like, let's say it has has you like have to play as like a woman. Oh no, you're in like the game is in first-person mode anyway, so you're not. <laughs> all you see is your hands and a gun, whatever. Right. <laughs> maybe they do. They put nail polish on the the hands. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you never know. That could upset a lot of people. I don't know. Stuff like that is just annoying to me. What year is it? Like, come on. Right. You know? Like, let's move on. I don't know. It seems like this, that, like, there's still, like, huge issues with, like, age gap between men and women and just various rights and various just, like, basic rights that a lot of ways, like, men don't think about and just kind of, like, assume that it's just the way it is for everyone or just don't think it's a big deal that women don't have the exact same rights Right. And I don't know, yeah, stuff like that just bothers me. This is kind of just evident of that again of, like... One of those things. Right. And I don't know. But sometimes I just, the whole idea of, like, separate but equal doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because then it's, like, who's the one that defines what's equal and who's the one that defines what's the separate t- roles for each person? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a whole, like, segregation thing with blacks and whites with the, with the idea of separate but equal, and we saw how that went. Yeah. And then there's a whole civil rights movement because it's a flawed idea. Yeah. But. I don't know. It's just amazing to me that we're in 2018 still talking about this. So still have a long ways to go, but we're getting there, huh? Bit by bit. Yeah. Bit by bit, society has, is improving on things like this. Yeah. Speaking also of society, you know, stepping up their game, um, you know, the Me Too movement really took heed. I think it was in October when... Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. uh, was accused of sexual Yeah, and assault. that was the first big one that kind of brought attention to a lot of yeah, the, the things that's been going on in Hollywood. Yeah, and um, so for those of you that don't know, he was arrested yesterday on charges of rape and sexual assault. And he was released on a million dollars bail. And right. now has an ankle monitor. Um, but this past week, too, 
uh, Morgan Freeman was recently accused of sexual assault as well. Yeah, and can I just can by, I just say though by sixteen, um, sixteen women. women. But yeah, I don't know. Can I just say like stuff like this? Like it's so hard for me to hear. Like it's good for like stuff like this to like come out and for people to be made aware. So that way these actions, you know, like everyone understands like these actions aren't to be tolerated. But it's just also like so sad when I it's know, just like when it's these people that we kind of idolize in some yeah, ways. Yeah, right? like I don't know, and like Morgan Freeman, like he's a person that I've had a lot of respect for, and you know. I mean, and, and everyone, I feel like everyone knows of his voice and stuff like that. He's, like, really famous for his narration, and I don't know, just seeing him as, like, a generally good guy. I mean, it's just, it's hard to hear things like this, but they, but it's important that they're brought to light. Yeah. So, eight women um, said they, that they felt like they were sexually harassed by Maureen Freeman. Um, and 16 people all together described a pattern of inappropriate behavior by Freeman on different sets while promoting movies and... Yeah, and the things, the so. woman that like first brought forward this accusation, she was saying that several times while she was a, an assistant producer um, on one of the movies, and several times he would come by and like try to lift up her skirt and be like, "Hey, are you wearing any underwear?" <laughs> yeah, and so she would just have to like back away and like um, get away. And, I yeah. don't know, and, if, and if, the, if those accusations are accurate, it's just I don't know. It's just it's unfortunate. He has come out with a statement, but well, I guess we'll kind of see where that goes. Right, I think we'll, we'll just need. So we'll just need to see how this settles out. I'd like to say that they these accusations aren't accurate, just because it's as we were saying, it's hard to see these people that we have had like high opinions of and stuff like that and hear these coming out. So I so hopefully it's not accurate, but not just because it would ruin my high opinion of him, but just because it's not appropriate behavior. So I'd like to think it wasn't happening. Right. But we'll but we'll see. And if it and if it is something that he that he was doing, you know, right now it's just accusations, nothing's been proven. But if it is something that he was doing, then it's important for um, you know, for this to come to light again with all the other things so that way we can move forward and become better as a society. So Morgan Freeman, he says I'm devastated that eighty years of my life is at risk of being undermined in the blink of an eye by Thursday's media reports. All victims of assault and harassment deserve to be heard. And we need to listen to them. But it is not right to equate horrific incidents of sexual assault with misplaced compliments or humor. I admit that I am someone who feels a need to try to make women and men feel appreciated and at ease around me. As part of that, I would often try to joke with and compliment women in what I thought was a lighthearted and humorous way. Clearly, I was not always coming across the way I intended. And that is why I apologize Thursday and will continue to apologize to anyone I might have upset however unintentionally. But I also want to be clear, I did not create unsafe work environments, I did not assault women, I did not offer employment or advancement in exchange for sex. Any suggestion that I did, so it's completely false. So, you know, I, I've thought a lot about this uh, Me Too movement and everything, mm-hmm. and I definitely think there are evil people like Harvey Weinstein or Matt Lauer or whatever out, out there, right, who have abused their power Right. with women. Yeah. But I think I think that we have a different standard nowadays and I think that things that maybe f- had flown back back then don't fly now. And right. and so I think that sometimes things that were were perceived as okay back then are now not perceived as okay. Mm-hmm. And so I think that might be where the line is. A little bit unclear is that we used to think that 
that it was all right to do those things. Right. And so, like, and so... And so those men, when they, what they thought was funny or humorous or whatever, um, did make them feel, those people feel uncomfortable back then. So, I don't know. Right. So when, so when, like, Morgan Freeman or some of these other people have been making these, like, sexually charged comments and stuff like that, perhaps they... Didn't think of it as sexual assault. Not making Mm -hmm. it right, but, but it wasn't maybe a, I don't know an issue back then because I mean mean, it should have been but I don't know does that make sense yeah but it's something that's being like kind of like brought to more public awareness now that this is something that that you can't do right and I don't know and maybe in some ways kind of like just how there's various like phrases and stuff like that as as societies became more mature and stuff like that that just like aren't aren't like good phrases to say out of context like calling someone a retard or something like that like you know like that's that's things you don't say anymore. It's just not really acceptable, yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. like, I know, like, when we were growing up, I'd say that, like, all the time. It was just something you'd throw on the end. and Yeah. And that's just things you don't do. And I think that we've evolved as a society. And um, not saying that it was it was fine back in the day, but... Um, yeah, but, but I now, think this is kind of just another example of... It, it wasn't fine. Not to say it was, but it's just... It wasn't people... It wasn't something people were thinking about. Yeah. And now people are thinking about it. like, hey, this actually isn't an acceptable thing and we need to change and there's just and there's growing pains yeah yeah and i think uh, you know i believe i don't i don't think morgan freeman is a horrible person or or something like that but i think that his comments weren't appropriate and now it's kind of kicking him in the butt now if, if that mm-hmm. makes sense anyway we should we're gonna just move on a little bit more to I promise we we maybe will stop stop talking about Meghan Markle and the royal family, but they're my favorite. And I don't so. know, you know. Next time that there's an American who marries into the royal family, you know, maybe by then it'll be old news and it won't be as exciting. But, but for now, it's still, I don't know. For now, it's still pretty. It's yeah, pretty big news. It is, and it's uh, we've been reading about all this stuff that she can and can't do now that she's a royal, which is kind of crazy, actually. Yeah, we'll get into it more, but like so we'll go into the more things on the list, but just a couple that like I feel like is kind of do you want to go through it really ridiculous? quick let's just read them off well, okay yeah and I'll, there's some that i think are kind of ridiculous and i'll make sure to comment on them but um okay we'll just we'll just read through them really quick and then we'll discuss them yeah so in this so in this article um posted by e-news um it's 17 rules that Meghan markle has to follow now that she's a duchess and it goes through all these various things okay so i'm just gonna read them really quick and then we'll talk about it okay no selfies no autographs, no social media, no dark nails. Or colored nails. Or colored nails. Cannot play Monopoly. Cannot have a pinky out during tea time. You must enter a room in the right order. She must always sit next to Prince Harry. No traveling without morning clothes. As in, like, funeral clothing. Can I read the list, please? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) No mini skirts, none of that cross-legged business, no wedges, mealtime is at 8.30, don't eat before the queen or after the queen, no sleeping till the queen sleeps, no shellfish for you. She must curtsy to anyone that outranks her title. Okay, so I want to know, so let's let's have a little game with this. So, so what's the one that makes the most amount of sense to you, and what's the most ridiculous? And then I'll say mine. Okay. Um, I would say the one that makes the most sense for mm-hmm. me is 
No selfies and no social media. Those two. Okay. And the one that's most ridiculous, I would say, is probably um, the fact that they can't play Monopoly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I think the one that makes the most sense to me is the always needing to travel with the morning clothes or funeral clothes. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it just seems practical because it talks about how, like, this is after Queen Elizabeth, uh, her father passed away, who was King, uh, King George, and she was and she was in Africa and, you know, had to come back and didn't have any funeral clothes when everyone in the nation was already mourning. I don't know. So to me, like, so that seems practical. And the one that's most ridiculous, I think I would say the wedges, just because the article, the article at least according to this article, is just because Queen Elizabeth doesn't like wedges. <laughs> And it's like, there's no, like, tradition or, like... Or I mean, merit, like, the like shellfish merit. is, like, I guess, like, people have been poisoned with her before, so it's like, okay, we're just not going to eat it, or... But this is just, I don't like wedges. No one can wear wedges in my presence. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's an unfair way to characterize Queen Elizabeth, but I just, it seems... I don't know. It just seems kind of odd to me. Okay, I think that was all of it. Okay. Um, yeah, these are interesting to me. Um... The Monopoly one is kind of funny, though. They can't play Monopoly because it gets too heated. I mean, if that that should oh, be a man. rule in my family. What do you think about Settlers of Catan? <laughs> <laughs> you, you played that with me before once, haven't you? No, I haven't. Uh, I don't know. Like, for a game that's has, like, there's, like, no fighting. Like, there's no, like, creating armies and, like, attacking other players. It's, like, the most, like, backstabbing, vicious game I've ever played. But, I don't know, I've had, like, tables flipped at me and people throwing pieces at me red-faced. I've never had that with Monopoly. Uh, Monopoly's a killer at my house. Oh, man. That's one thing that yeah, the we one do time at, me... at Christmas, and it was <laughs> the nasty. one time me and you played, yeah, like, everyone got, like, super mad because I was winning, and then you, you and I teamed up to form an alliance, and then everyone just got, yeah, everyone got super annoyed. And, I know. Uh, we won anyway, but, but yeah, it gets, that gets heated. I don't so, know. I think the rules are good. So is that just like they don't want to like break off and like create like North Britain and South Britain and, or like re-separate Wales or in England or something like yeah, that? Yeah, probably. Game Monopoly? I don't know. But I think the rules are good though because, I mean, that makes sense to me. Um, As a what, whole, yeah. Say, yeah, say what you want about the royal family, but they're classy women, hence the no mini skirts or wedges or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I, I think... For the most part, most of the rules have merit to them, so... Mm-hmm. There's either some, like, strong tradition with it or some reason that, like, makes sense. Like, okay, I can see some good reasoning for that. Yeah. And so, yeah, as a whole, I think they're good, too. It's just, there's some interesting, like, oddities, I'd say. Right, right. So, earlier today, we watched we watched Solo, a Star Wars movie. Yeah, and it was good. So, okay, so... <laughs> We're, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit at first for some of our thoughts. We won't get into spoilers. And then we're going to have a, a spoiler-filled discussion on those. So we'll, we'll let you know when we get to that point. So if you haven't watched it yet and you don't want to hear, you can avoid it. But So to, so to not spoil anything, what's your what's your thoughts? Like, kind of what's your assessment? So just to give some background. So this movie stars Alden Elridge. Sorry if I said that wrong. As Han Solo. Donald Glover as Lando Clarissian. Clarissian? Yeah. Calrissian. Calrissian. Uh, Amelia Clark as Kira, and Woody Harrelson as Beckett. A.K.A. the guy from the Hunger Games movie. So that's what we were calling during the entire movie. Oh, Hamish? Hamish, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we were like, what just happened? I'm like, oh, Hamish just did that. <laughs> I don't know, that's how we know him. So, I guess my thoughts, 
it was good, I guess. I mean, I think it started out slow. I, I think it had some ebbs and flows for sure. I was really annoyed at the beginning. They didn't do the rolling credits like they always do. And that bothered me. They also had this weird 3D thing that came up with the title of the movie. Solo, a Star Wars movie. And it just, it didn't feel Star Warsy at all. And it was kind of disappointing, honestly. So that kind of bugged me. It was also kind of predictable as well, um, which I found slightly irritating. And he also, I don't know, and this whole motive too behind the movie was was for a, a girl, which if I think about it, I guess that makes sense with Han Solo's personality, but... I don't know. I feel like that's the basis for like a lot of great adventures and stories. Well, yeah, but... Eh, yeah. I couldn't have thought of anything better. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll get, we'll get more into that with our spoiler stuff, but I, know, I guess my thoughts... I don't know, so I had a really different take on it. I, I thought I really enjoyed it myself. I thought it was... It definitely deserved the 70% or 71% that it got on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I think Flat I would, 70%. I would, I, I would have... My personal rating, I think I would give it somewhere like between 80 and 85. Yeah, no. I, it, thought, it was, I thought it was a really fun action I think 70 film. is a... Solid number. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought it was a really fun action film, and it kind of did, as you were saying, some things you would expect of like, of various things of that Han Solo has that's established in his life, and here's how he gained the, here's how he acquired them and stuff like that, and he, and here's how he met these various people. Right. Um, but it just did a good job. I thought it was a fun way of kind of going through and explaining a lot of things that happened to Han Solo before, before the numbered movies, and I don't know. I I, I overall enjoyed it. Yeah, it was okay. It was a fun, yeah. I thought it was a, it was a fun experience, and I look forward to owning this movie. And whenever we have our Star Wars marathons, watching it, um, watching it in its appropriate place in the timeline. If this movie, if we didn't need to see this movie for this podcast, I would not pay full price for it. Yeah, if we didn't need to, if we weren't going to watch it, so we can talk about it. This is a movie I would have said, I would have asked, could we watch it? And you would have like, no, we'll wait. And I'm like, ah. Yeah, we would have watched it in the cheap theater for three dollars. Yeah, or rented it uh, later, but it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so in some, Sarah says it's okay. I thought it was really fun. I don't know. So I, I think, it was fun. So I th- I think it's just if you're someone that already is really enjoys Star Wars, the, the Star Wars movies, and you kind of just know you're going to enjoy a Star Wars movie because it's a Star Wars movie, which for the most part that's where I'm at. Then. You're, you're going to enjoy this. Yeah, but it wasn't... A, it didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. That was the problem. That was part of the problem. It didn't have that. It just wasn't quite there. Yeah. Ron Howard directed this movie. He's just not... What, what has he done? Um, He did Apollo 13. Um, oh, that movie? Yeah, he, you love that movie. He's in a... I mean, he's a great director, but he's not... I, I don't I don't he's not a star he's not Star yeah, Wars. Let's like, see, Arrested Development, Beautiful Mind. Oh Beautiful Mind, that's a great movie. No, he he just doesn't scream Star Wars to me. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. It just I just feel like Oh, he did the Donald Trump Art of the Deal movie on Netflix. Oh. I haven't watched that, I've kind of avoided it, but He's just not who I would guess. He was an uncredited Townsville person on or Whoville person on How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, that's completely unrelated. I'm just looking at his IMDb, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like you just don't think he was a good choice to direct a Star Wars movie. Yeah, but I mean, this movie had so much drama behind the scenes. 
I he had to like reshoot. I read like eighty yeah. percent of the movie. Yeah, because there was a change in directors. Because originally the focus this was going to be more of a comedy kind of like buddy movie. Like like Thor or something like that. What do you mean comedy? Um, well, I don't know if we'll ever know exactly what their vision was for it, but just possibly like Thor or maybe even more so of a comedy, like a com- an even even more comedy action movie between Lando and Han. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think we've kind of talked about it as far as much as we can without getting into spoilers. But from this point on to the rest of the of this episode, we're going to be having a spoiler discussion about the movie. We're not going to hold back anything for our thoughts or saying things that might ruin the movie if you haven't seen it. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to have anything ruined for you, um, then yeah, I just stop the podcast here. So what should we talk about now? Okay, so let's get more into. So you said you, you felt like the plot was, had some predictable points. So what what were some of the things that you thought were were too predictable and just didn't um, keep you interested? Well, like I said before, I didn't really care much for the like the the love interest uh, aspect of it. I mean, I suppose I understand because Hansel is kind of a ladies' man, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. But I mean, you could just. I think um, it was more towards the end of the movie. Right. So yeah, his motivation was so yeah, so his motivation was to get back and rescue and yeah, rescue his girlfriend uh, who when they were yeah, when they were leaving the the planet that they started on, the planet um, the planet that they grew up on, they were going on they were at the airport or like the space station whatever and they got separated there. And so then the whole rest of the movie, he's trying to get back to. That, yeah, that to was his her. motivation, um, trying to get back to her. And then they eventually meet up, and then go on, and then yeah, go on the adventures to get the fuel, and and yeah, she was working for the Crimson Dawn, and so then they were, and they had, and they had to go get the fuel in order to pay off the head honcho of the Crimson Dawn. Um, but uh, so, so you, you don't feel like kind of being compelled by his love for her was a compelling enough motivation for you. So what would you and prefer? I just feel like it was annoying. Is it just because it's, it's overdone. like okay, overdone? So what would have you preferred? And like, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. But I just, I just felt like could have come up with something more creative. <laughs> I'm not sure, really. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, I, I don't know. You but, don't know what the answer is, but yeah, you just you don't like that answer. I just feel like that's just what they what it always is, right? And I feel like I feel like they've been coming up with a lot of better things recently than the. Maybe with strong female characters and people not needing a man and that kind of thing in more movies recently. Right. So I feel like it was, I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess, I mean, I can kind of see what where you're coming from, but for me, I, I don't know. For me, I, I enjoyed it. I, I sometimes get annoyed with, like, plots where the answer of, to, like, how to defeat the big evil villain is, like, all you need is love. Love's the ultimate weapon. Like, But, I don't know, this isn't... But this isn't like that to me. I mean, I guess it's kind of similar idea of like love moving a plot forward. But I I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. But I wasn't bothered by. I don't know. I wasn't bothered by that motivation. And also, I mean, it wasn't. It was. I mean, it wasn't his motivation for the whole movie either. Yeah, it was subtle. I suppose it was definitely his motivation at the start, and then he joined the Imperial Order to become a pilot. So then he could try to you know get a ship to go back and rescue her. But what about a third of the way through the movie when they're. At the Crimson Dawn's, like, big, huge ship, yeah, they they meet up, and then that's no longer his motivation because they're together again. At that point, his motivation is he has to make this deal successful or else they're all going to die, basically. Right, right. 
Also, okay. I don't know, I just, we were joking though. So, Paul Bettany's in this movie as well. And so he was the actor who played uh, Vision in Infinity War. Oh, and yeah. I, <laughs> so we were joking. He's just... He he's just hasn't been having a very good year. Well, you know, having his having, Paul Bettany has been having a very oh, yeah. good year. His characters though, no. <laughs> yeah, his character. No, Vision having the the Infinity Stone ripped out of his head and dying of a painful death, a painful and sad death, and then having it reversed by Thanos. Yeah. Oh. Uh, rough with that, and then at the end of this movie, he dies too, and just poor guy. Yeah. But yeah, he, he got some two big movies though, kind of back to back almost. Yeah, and. The characters who he was playing was really were really diverse characters too. They weren't they definitely weren't the same. Where it's just like oh he's playing Vision, but in Star Wars it was <laughs> yeah yeah they were really good. Oh yeah no he was like yeah he was a big bad evil guy and he was pretty menacing. He had like those scars all over him. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some sort of cool story about behind that that you know I mean the movie didn't need to get into. It wasn't the point of the movie, but right. I don't know. Just he, it looks like he had some interesting depth and stuff like that to him and just interest and you know just well thought out motivations. Right. I did like um, how we, we, did, we found out the backstory about how he and Chewbacca met. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. That was fun. Yeah, when he got dropped in the pit. Yeah. Yeah, and like right before, like when he saw when he saw like his really fuzzy feet, but it was hard to tell, to make out what it was because all like caked in mud because they were just in this super gross mud pit. And I was like, oh, it's like, that's Chewie. I don't know. And so, I mean, I think I, overall, I enjoyed like the thing going through. This is how he met Chewie. This is how he got the ship and stuff like that. But I will agree with you. It is kind of like predictable. And if you were to tell me that they're going to make a, a Han Solo movie that's like that's set before he shows up in the other movies, this is a predictable thing of what it's going to be. Right. Oh, this is how he... you find out what what his name, how he got his name. Right. It's and it's kind of predictable. Like oh, everything that makes him unique happened within like the span of this movie. Yeah. Instead of like being over his lifetime. Like... Right. Well. So this movie also takes place ten years before right. a, a New Hope. Happened. Right. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I I did like how we got to find out more about him and his background, which obviously is the point of a solo movie. But <laughs> the main critique I would have, because overall I really enjoyed this movie, and I'm really positive for you. You know, you have a little bit more reservations, but I think I would have liked a little bit more if it covered a larger span of time mm. instead of uh, instead of it's just everything, every single significant thing that's like happened to him that's made him the character we know happened within the space of three years because you know there's the three-year jump and but um i don't know like that seems a little forced but perhaps i like oh okay like of course it all happened right here in this in in this short amount of time instead Mm -hmm. of like more throughout his life right right i did read that harrison ford did like the movie a lot but he did not go to the premiere because Mm -hmm. he didn't want to take the spotlight away from alton elrich so yeah, and I mean, I, and that's, I think that's a fair and kind, you know kind of thing to do because you know that like that that is what would happen. Yeah, but he said he really liked it, so I mean that that means a lot. Yeah, that he approved and he approved of the portrayal. Yeah, that, and you know, in some ways it's hard because Harrison Ford is a you know really respected and revered actor, and you know beloved by a lot of people for like Indiana Jones and and relevant to this his portrayal of Han Solo, and I feel like no matter how good someone does, it's not going to be as good even if they do a great job it's not going to be as good because it's not harrison ford yeah but i mean harrison ford like he can't i mean he can't do a role of, of han solo when he was in his 20s now because he's not 20 yeah so i mean you know it's not feasible for him to do that but it, so in some ways it's kind of an unfair proposition that that um alden was the actor that portrayed him in this movie had to go up against right right i thought he did a good job though mm-hmm. um he actually kind of reminded me of uh 
young Leonardo DiCaprio. There was oh, a, really? The, yeah, the way he talked and some of the things he said, his lines, reminded me of Leo in uh, Titanic. <laughs> like, like really. Like, he kind of had the same... Uh, kind of the same voice inflections and the same mm-hmm. yeah he, he it was kind yeah. of weird I kept thinking he, he just seemed like a young Jack to me yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of, kind what, of funny. so what, overall would you say his acting he did a good do- job with his acting yeah I think he did good um, I think he had a hard role to fill but I think mm-hmm. he I could definitely tell he uh, studied Harrison Ford and, and his character in those early movies that they made I feel like he picked up on his some you know his facial expressions and and some of the, the way the way he talked and that kind of thing. So I mean I definitely think he put a lot of work into to this character. So I, I don't know I, I thought he did a good job. Yeah. What do you about you? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, there wasn't a point. There wasn't really ever a point I was like watching this and and saying, oh, this feels like it's like I I forgot this wasn't Harrison Ford in it or anything like that, but. Which I mean isn't like a fair thing to expect, but also but so but so that that aside though, but there was never a moment that I was like distract distracted by like the way he delivered a line or something where it just it felt weird and kind of like pulled me out. Like I, I I agree. I think he did a really good job and um and various emotions that were required for him to kind of convey at the um he he conveyed well at the appropriate times and everything. Right, right. What did you think of uh, Donald Glover? Yeah, I thought I thought he did really good too, and I think I think his his role in this was at least come, it was a little bit easier thing because I feel like when a lot of people announced that Donald Glover was going to be playing Lando Calrissian and stuff like that, people got really excited about it. I was like, oh, like perfect perfect choice, and like that's awesome and stuff like that. I don't know, maybe it's just because Lando Calrissian he's not nearly as involved in the star in the like in the, mm-hmm. the numbered Star Wars films. So people want to get to know him better, kind of something yeah it's just not as defined and just i don't know i just never like got the feeling of as much like pushback of like oh they're going to be bringing in someone else to play his role right right um but but anyway i mean all that side but yeah i thought i thought he did really great too um i mean i never one thing i will say though i never felt like they had a lot of like i, I didn't get a feeling of like so strong chemistry between the two actors though no i agree i uh, thought they did well separate mm-hmm. separately right but I don't know, like in the in Star Wars Episode Five, it makes references, and a lot of this movie is kind of like filling in the gaps of things that are made, of references that are made in Star Wars Episode Five. Like it talks about how he got the he won the Millennium Falcon in a bet and stuff like that from Lando, and various other things. But Chewie ripped the arms off of that guy. That's also referenced in one of the other movies. Mm-hmm. In Episode Four. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. It just the way they talk about it, it's clearly like. Like, it made it feel, it feel like that they've uh, been, like, really good friends in the past, but it may be kind of, like, maybe an on-again, off-again thing, or maybe, like, a thing where they kind of, like, mess with each other a lot and, like, kind of competitive, but still, like, kind of, like, some, like, good friends. Mm-hmm. And in this, even by the end, even by the end, because I wouldn't expect them to be, like, good friends, like, as soon as they meet, and this movie didn't, and, you know, the movie, at the start of the movie, they didn't know each other. But, I don't know, by the time this was done, I never got, like, the impression of, like, oh, they're friends or something. Maybe all I got is, like, Lana's was like, hmm, you are good at poker. <laughs> right, right. I thought the end scene was fun, though, when he did win the Millennium Falcon and he yeah, stole the cheat card. <laughs> yeah, because he caught what he was doing. I was like, that's why I lost. Yeah. Yeah, because earlier he, yeah, 
he lost the when he should have won and so yeah so they yeah so they both did good separately but i would have liked to see a little more chemistry between them right um what about the spoiler with uh darth maul Ooh, at the end yeah so yeah you so, want to kind of give a background of what of how that came up yeah of like how it came up in the movie yeah yeah so where he came up so it's towards it's towards the end and and han and kira just had their fight with with paul bettany's character and uh kira kills the big bad evil guy and so then she kind of assumes the role of leading the crimson order and so she talks to to her new boss which and, was his boss mm-hmm. yeah and through he's like a through like a, a hologram type yeah. thing kind of like what it was like with emperor plagueis but yeah neither of us thought it was going to be darth maul because you know in episode one he's like cut in half and like falls down a chasm right right yeah but then we were after the movie we were reading there was this article put out by a cnet talking about solo surprise cameo referencing darth maul yeah, so neither of us have watched Star Wars Clone Wars, the animated series, or Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently if we had, him showing up in this movie could have still would have still been a surprise, potentially. It's been established in those movies that he's alive. Right. And this also isn't the first time, though, that the Star Wars, that the Star Wars movie universe has pulled from things established in the animated series. So it seems clear that like what happens in the animated series is very much canon and source material that they're willing to pull from for these movies. Right. Yeah, because in Star Wars Rogue One, the character Cassian Andor, he was the, he was kind of like the infiltrator, smooth-talking. Oh, uh, wait, the Asian man? No, With no, the no. the cool stick? No, no, the... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he was the one that was, he was he was the main male character. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was played by uh, Diego Luna, is the name of the actor who played who played the role, but but yeah, Cassian is a character that's been that was established in Star Wars Rebels, and so this is the second time now that they've kind of like pulled from things that are, have been established in those movies mm-hmm. or in the in that series. Right. But yeah, in that series, it kind of details how Darth Maul didn't die from that. He was able to survive, and then in the time since then, he has he established a huge underworld empire, and that the Crimson Order reports to him. And so it seems like he's still an evil Jedi, you know, a Sith person, but he, but kind of apart from other things, and he has his secret empire. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, so then as you're saying, there's other movies, there's, it's clear that they're making a lot more movies in the Star Wars universe and stuff. Is that what you're saying? Right. Besides the, obviously getting away from the Skywalker mm-hmm. clan. So, and we did read that um, Alden Elrich has signed on. To do three more, or he has a three movie contract. Right. So, um, we're pretty sure that this interaction with Darth Maul is foreshadowing for the uh, next movie. The there's going to be, yeah, I bet there's going to be a Han Solo too, because they've got the ten year gap that they established. Right. And there's too many cliffhangers with this. Mm-hmm. With Kira going off and doing those things, and then yeah, dropping like you can't just like drop in Darth Maul and be like, well, that was a fun one shot movie. Yeah, yeah. This. I thought this was going to be a one-shot movie. Yeah, I thought it was too. I was. That's what. That's mo- the main reason I was shocked was because it. If there. If this is a one-shot movie, then that scene makes no sense at all. So. Right, and it's either either there's going to be a solo two, and it just hasn't been announced yet, or a lot of the future Star Wars movies they're going to be dealing with this in between time, as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. and maybe that's just the next kind of time period that they're going to have a big focus on. So. 
maybe there won't be a Star Wars 2, but there's going to be like a Boba Fett movie during this time. Maybe there's going to be like a Darth Maul movie during this time. Maybe Obi-Wan movie, and maybe they all just take place during this time, and they're kind of just building up a kind of a new fiction in this time period, perhaps. Right, right. That makes me sad, though. There, Because there was no lightsabers in this movie. Like, no Jedis. Yeah. Like, you know, Star I'm okay Wars, with that. I'm not. Star Wars, as we know it, is it, going to be different. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I like that. For me, I don't know. For me, what I like with the Star Wars universe, and it, they did a pretty good job with it, in Rogue One too, because uh, there was there was barely any Jedi in there, like I mean they were referenced a little bit and they were referenced a little bit in this one, right? But it wasn't about a Jedi. The, the none of the main characters were, were a Jedi, um, but it it was still in the Star Wars universe and still taking place in the various settings that Star Wars fans are familiar with and interacting with characters that we're familiar with. I don't know. I guess so. I guess for me, for, for what I'd want to see out of a Star Wars movie, it still had all those hit all those beats. But it's but it, but that is definitely a fair assessment. If you are really interested, drawn to the aspect of the Jedi and lightsabers and the good versus evil, some of these newer Star Wars movies, perhaps this that's a direction they're going away from. Since all the numbered films, that's just really heavy on the Jedi. And that's kind of what that's what's been done before too. Mm-hmm. So, I, don't know, I guess just do you have any thoughts of like the future for the Star Wars movies of kind of where this movie could show where they're heading? I don't know. Honestly, I'm I'm a little I'm a little scared mm-hmm. because this movie this movie got about a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes critic review and it got 54 uh, audience review on Rotten Tomatoes. So, I'm I guess I'm a little worried mm. that these just aren't going to be up to snuff to the movies mm-hmm. that have already been done. Excluding so, episodes 1 through 3. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Phantom Menace, whew, that was a rough one. But, but like, but really though, I just am, I mean, I guess in some ways you're never going to make another Empire Strikes Back, right? Mm-hmm. But is this just going to be a money grubber with content that's not very good? Like, right. I, I'm just worried that it's, that the, uh, con- the content's not there. Or right, the, like, is this kind of, kind of potentially... It's just kind of like go into like the machine of like kind of like the same things with like the Marvel movies where it's just going to be another one pumped out, pumped out, and maybe like not feeling, and maybe some of them feeling kind of di- ungenuine, just kind of like pushing it out because it's just well, a Mar- movie. But Marvel has done a good job of of putting quality, I feel like, into all their things. Right. But I, don't know, I guess just there's but, there has been like a lot of like Marvel f- fatigue expressed by people and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm I'm worried about a, a Star Wars fatigue fatigue I guess mm-hmm. in some ways and that it's just going to um they're going to pump it out without the quality that's there. Right. And, and and I mean we already saw with this movie there was so much drama behind the scenes with having to switch directors like partway through mm-hmm. and refilm things and how it just took a different uh you know yeah i don't know i think i will say as much so i really have enjoyed that the higher frequency of star wars movies that there has been in exploring the universe right but a side effect of this that is kind of unavoidable just by the nature of making more though is that when a new one comes out it doesn't feel as special anymore though mm-hmm. i don't know like it was like huge hype and super super exciting when episode seven the force awakens yeah came out yeah I mean, that was, like, so we got married, uh, like, two days after The Force Awakens came out. And it was just such, it was, it was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. And then also, like, as bad as, like, the prequel trilogy 
was. Like, there was still a huge excitement and hype for that. Right. And, you know, I feel like it's starting to, like, level off now because it's just like, okay, there's going to be another one every year. And actually this year there's going to be two because right. Han and then Episode Nine. so. Yeah, and just Episode Nine will be the end of the Skywalker the Skywalkers as we know it. Yeah. So it's kind of sad, but... But, which is also interesting, because there's been almost zero hype for that movie. Yeah. We didn't even know there was I one thought, coming out. I thought maybe there's going to be a trailer, really, like, launched early, or released with a solo movie, but, yeah. Nope. Yeah. yeah. I guess we'll see what happens. And our kids are going to have a, a whole different Star Wars experience, so. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. I think just in some, the solo movie, I think it's it's a very decisive movie. So there's, you're either going to, there's a lot of people that have really, really enjoyed it, and then there's also a lot of people that have, like, not enjoyed it. And I think you're, you might be a little bit more towards the middle, like, you weren't like, I hated this time and it was waste, but you're definitely like, meh. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> and I don't know, I think that's, like, kind of, like, the, there's going to be, like, a lot of reactions by, like, meh, or, like, yeah, or, yeah, like, this movie was really fun, I enjoyed it, which is like, kind of where I like. But, well, I don't know, but it definitely had, it didn't have some of the... I guess, like, magic or things that you... And not magic as in, like, magic tricks, but just kind of... The, the feel. The feel. Yeah, the feel that other Star Wars movies has. And I guess we'll just have to wait and see how things go with future movies, if this is, like, a direction that's going to be continued, or maybe that was just this movie. Right, right. But we'll see. Overall, though, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for a Star Wars franchise. It, and it's fun. They're, they're, it's, a, it's a really fun universe, and I'm excited to see more stuff in it. Yeah, me too. To wrap things up, if you enjoyed this episode of Pop Culture Ketchup, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at SarahHickley19 with one H. And... Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at HilaMonster, monster with a zero. And yeah, you can just drop in there, share share with me your thoughts, um, want to have a discussion about the solo movie. Um, I'm open to it. If you think it was terrible and you think my opinions were bad, let me know. We, you know we'll talk, we can talk about it. Yeah, we want to know what you thought. And... Uh, Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and uh, it will help other people find us. So join us next time for another episode of Pop Culture Ketchup. We'll see you next time, guys. Take care. Bye. Bugs, I don't know. There's lots of very interesting, like, sexual things that goes on in just the animal, with animals. Can we cut that part out? I don't, I don't, that was too far, too far, sweetie. We'll see. <laughs> it's too far. We don't need to say sexual and bugs in the same sentence. Too far, sweetie. Too I don't far. know. Too far. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. I like to, I like to push the boundaries in the things I discuss and produce. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. You're a risk taker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to like not say I don't accidentally like say a spoiler right now or but but just, it just say it it's fine no um we're not at the spoiler part okay but anyway okay oh but I have to sing my song a million dreams for the world we're gonna make sorry sorry okay <laughs> <clears throat>